Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Fuller Project. Yay! I'm Alicia Renice, and I'm here to talk to y'all this month about depression. October is Depression Awareness Month, and I think it's really important to get this on the radar for people who struggle with it and for people who are in relationship with people who struggle with it. Um, a lot of times it feels like, you know, you don't know what to do. You feel like you're alone. I'm here to tell you you're not. Um, five years ago, I was diagnosed with major depressive disorder. I don't allow it to define my life, but it is a huge part of my life. Um, it can stop me from being productive. It can stop me from feeling whole. It can make me feel isolated. Um, yeah, it's, it's a lot. Um, and I want to tell you that you're not alone and that there is hope. And I'm hoping that these episodes that you all listen to are helpful, that they are beneficial. Um, yeah, just let me know um, what y'all think about this. And, and I will respond to you. I will answer questions as best as I can. As I said, I'm not a professional. Um, I'm not a um, doctor. I'm just someone who struggles with it. And I'm giving my tips and my advice and, th- and sharing things that I've taken in and read and applied and that have worked for me. So yeah, so again, it's different for everybody. So please do not think it's a one size fit all because it is not. All right. So last week we talked about some misconceptions with um, depression. And also we talked about feeling like as a Christian, um, for those of you who don't know, I'm a believer and it can feel like sometimes that people give you, make you choose like, oh, you got to pray that stuff away. Like you can't have Jesus and medication. You can't have Jesus and counseling. Like somehow these things are mutually exclusive or that they are opposite of one another. And that's not true. Right. So we talked about how the Bible says seek wise counsel. And so, yes, while I suggest you do go to professional counseling, if you can afford it, if you have the means, um, there are some programs that let you that can help you um, help better equip you to go to counseling if you don't have the funds right. Um, but at the same time, check your circle to, feel, to see to see if they're wise counsel. Are these people with? Are these people wise? Do they have wisdom to impart? Um, or am I hanging around a bunch of fools who make me feel bad for being depressed? You know, for myself, I'm going through a purging process as we speak. These people just cannot be what I have been to them. You know. When they were going through their depression and stuff, I'm there for them. But when it comes time to show up for me, it's just not working. And and instead of trying to prove my worth and instead of trying to force myself to stay in this relationship with them, I just walked away. I just couldn't do it. You know, um, no fault to them for not being prepared, not being equipped, but it's just not healthy for me. So I had to walk away and it was really, really hard. Um, it was really hard because I took a lot of flat, took a lot of name calling, um, a lot of blaming me for being depressed, right? Or um, blaming me for suffering, you know? Um, yeah, a lot of victim blaming. And it's so interesting, just, you know, as an, as an aside, it's so interesting that it's always the person, and this is not right, but it's always the person who is suffering and who is going through a troubled time that's expected to pretend and put on and be at peace for the sake of other people's peace, right? That's not fair. That's not being a good friend. We shouldn't force our friends to show up how they are not. You are literally asking them to be a different person. You are literally asking them to quiet themselves, to only take certain pieces of them, you know? I had to walk away from relationships because they only wanted one piece of me. I had a friend, again, we're not friends no more, but she was like, you know, um, call me when you want to hang up, hang out and stuff like that. And, uh, but for the heavy stuff, don't call me, don't, don't contact me for that. I'm like, girl, what? And this is somebody who I was in relationship with. It's not like this is some random person, right? Cause I don't just spiel, give like random people all of my heart. This is somebody that, that I trusted that was in my wedding. This is somebody that, you know, I loved that like I considered her to be a sister to me. I don't even have sisters, right? 
but I consider her to be a sister to me. And when she said that to me, I really had to evaluate and say, do I really want to be in relationship with someone who doesn't accept me as I am? Someone that I have to put on to be, you know, someone I'm not for their sake when they couldn't care less about mine? You want me to pretend to be at peace to save yours, but you couldn't care less that I'm actually dying inside here. And I know a lot of people who struggle with mental illness and sadness and whatever, you know, um, deal with that. You know, feeling like you you can't be all of yourself. You're not in a safe place. So instead of forcing myself to be someone I'm not, I remove myself from those situations. And I'm not saying it's easy because it was really hard. Because at that point, we had like, what, eight, nine years of relationship, you know, Um and I just could not do it anymore. I refuse to be in a relationship with somebody who doesn't value me, you know, who doesn't see me, who cares not to see me, you know, on purpose. So anyway, just a little tangent, but I want to get in today's episode. And this is for my people who struggle with depression and for people who are in relationship, like I talked about, with people who struggle with depression. And today's tip is to create an emergency kit. So when you are camping in your house Maybe in your car, you have a first aid kit, right? And this is just a kit that you put together for like, oh, in case I cut my finger. Like we were out here, I was cutting vegetables. I sliced my finger open. (laughs) And um, my husband had to access the first aid kit, stop the bleeding, and put a bandage on it. And it's a lot better now, you know? Um, It protects it from, the bandage protects it from outside, you know, uh, uh, things getting into my finger and stuff like that. Like just annoying stuff. Um that comes with being a human, you're just more susceptible to stuff when you're cut and stuff like that. So we have ointment, we have cleaning things, we have things just in case. We also have like a toolbox, like in case something breaks down in our RV, my husband can access the toolbox, fix it. There are things that you get in preparation for disaster. A spare tire, you have a spare tire, you know, because tires are faulty things sometimes, the roads be all messed up. For whatever reason, while we've been RVing, we had four tires pop on us. (laughs) So we actually had to buy more tires, but it's fine because we're safe now. And I'd rather be prepared with, you know, good quality things and be like on a hope and a prayer. Like, oh God, please don't let these things pop, right? So in every area of our lives, we have something set up or we should have something set up. Even financially, right? We should have an emergency fund. That's in case like... Like, um, if you follow Dave Ramsey, that's somebody that I follow. Um, we're trying to do the baby steps to get out of debt. And he says to set aside $1,000. And so why set aside $1,000? Because life happens. A tire pops, right? Um, your car breaks down. Uh, you lose your job. Your child needs medical care that's, that your insurance isn't covering. Like, whatever. Like, there are so many things that emergency funds are good for. And so what I want to talk about is having an emergency kit for your depression, right? So this is something that I have actually um, used. And I think one of my counselors suggested it to me. I can't remember. I've had a few counselors. Um, yeah, <laughs> I've had a few. And um, one thing that they recommended and one thing that I've come up with my, on my own is to have an emergency kit, toolkit for your depression. So you can have it in like two categories, right? You can have a preventative care toolkit and you can have like in times of like chaos and crisis. So the preventative care toolkit is taking note of things that trigger you, right? Um, What are things that actually set your depression off? Avoid those things, right? Um, What are some things that make you feel like trash? 
you know, um, avoid those things. People, places, anything that reminds you or that triggers your depression, avoid that, you know? Procrastination is a big one. And that's a big one for me. When I procrastinate on doing something, it's like, it feels good in the moment. But then later on, I'm like, dang, like, oh, I'm such a horrible person. Ugh. I could have done this or now I'm overwhelmed because now instead of having like three things on my to-do list, I got 10, you know what I mean? And it's due on Friday, (laughs) you know, taking note of those things that um, trigger you is important. And so then you have, and we'll get more into that later on in another episode, but then you have like the depression toolkit that you need, like on site, like whatever. What I will say is that a depression kit looks different for every person. Right. So the first thing I want to ask you is, are, is what things make you feel good? Right. Like what things when you're going through a depressive episode, what are some things that make you feel better? You have to make a list of this. Right. You, you, you should make a list of this. You should have working knowledge or like on a piece of paper or in a journal. Um, maybe you wrote it down and I don't know, put it in your bedroom so that you like, OK, I'm feeling Okay, I'm feeling, for example, I'm feeling depressed in the morning. I can't get out of bed. Okay, what is something that I can do to make myself feel better? One thing that I've done is created a music playlist. Music is such a, um, it's such a, a moving thing. Music can change your mood. It can set the mood. It can um, make you speed on the highway. Music is powerful. Music is powerful. And I love music. And what I found is that when I play certain songs, I feel better. I feel I have no choice but to be cheery, right? Like I feel uh, joyous and free and like, you know, I can do some things. You know what I'm saying? And I have a playlist on Spotify called the Good Morning Playlist or I think it's called the Good Morning Playlist. Um, And I'll share it with you guys here so you can take a listen. These are just songs that I find, you know, happy and go lucky and they make me feel good. So I put that in place because I know one of my um, issues when I'm going through a depressive episode is that I can't get out of bed. I can't get out of bed or I feel hopeless or, you know, I just I don't feel motivated. And so what I do is I put on this music to make me feel better. And so for you, it could be something different. Maybe it's a scent. Maybe something that smells good to you gets you out of bed and gets you moving. Maybe it's a podcast. Maybe it's you recording a letter to yourself on your phone um, telling yourself, hey, I know you're going through a hard time right now, but you're going to be okay. You made it through X, Y, and Z. You can make it through today. Maybe it's some affirmations you listen to that you record for yourself or that you have a friend record for you. Like, that's, that's a really good idea. Like, you should have one of your best friends like read something or say something encouraging and helpful to you so that you can listen to it and really be like, I have, I have people in my corner who love me and support me. They see me for all I am and they still love me and they're still here and they still think I'm beautiful and they still think I'm capable and they still, you know, whatever, like whatever your friend wants to say to you or have them write a letter, you know, or write a letter to yourself, like, or have your mom write you a letter, you know, something that will motivate you. And again, it's different for everybody. Different people need different things. Another idea for this toolkit um, is to maybe write down a list of things that make you feel better and have it in there, right? So here's some ideas that I'm going to be sharing over the course of the month on the Instagram page and uh, just a few here, right? So again, music is one of my main things. Music is like, is life, okay? Like music, it gets me singing, it gets me going. If it's hot, if it's like high energy and I'm laying in bed and I feel like trash, like I'm going to want to get up and move or whatever, you know, like 
there are things that you can do. Um, another thing, get around people you love, you know, and love you in every form. When I'm sad, I call up my best friend and say, can we go out? Let's go somewhere. We can go to Target for all I care, right? We can walk around Target. We can go to Applebee's. We can do something really, really simple. But the fact that I'm around them brings me joy. The fact that I'm around my circle of friends back at home, like, I'm instantly joyous. I'm instantly grateful to be around them. They make me feel good. We laugh. We joke. Um, You know, I don't feel alone. I don't feel isolated. And I also feel like that there is joy and happiness and hope in this world, right? That I know beautiful people. I know beautiful people, like, physically, sure, but also, like, just inside. They're amazing, like, just amazing. And I have, and I have sisters and I have, you know, friends, like, I got sisters in California, New York, Delaware, like, the DMV area, Philly, like, New Jersey, my cousin, like, me and her talk often. And it's, and I'm so grateful for it. Because it helps me. It helps me when I'm helping her. And it also helps me just to feel like I'm in community with somebody else. And somebody else that gets me. You know what I'm saying? My cousin has seen me in every phase of life. Babyhood. Childhood. <laughs> adolescence. Being a teenager. Being in my early 20s trying to figure it out. And even now, like, as I'm about to turn 30. Like, seeing the different phases of me. And she still loves me. And we have had our fallen outs, right? We have had our fallen, We have had our disagreements. But we still love each other. Like, it's unconditional, Right? So you need to create a list of people that you can get around that love and support you. That love and support you, that you can vent to, or you can just hang out with too. You know what I mean? Get you people who can do both. Don't feel like you have to fraction off yourself to be in community with other people. That's not true. Just find people, recognize them, the people that accept you at your low and at your high. People who will laugh with you and celebrate you, but people who will also give you a hug Tell you, yo, you want to come over? Like, are you sad? Let's let's go out. Let's get out the house. You know what I'm saying? Like, get you friends who do both. Okay? Another tip I want to give is journaling and brain dumping. Like, journaling, it can feel like a chore, but sometimes that's the only way to get all my thoughts out. I feel like I can rip it apart. I can, I can tear into people. I can be angry. I can be sad. And I don't have to make any apologies for it because it's my journal. I don't have to show up politi- politically correct. I don't have to do that with my friends either, but you get the point. In your journal, it's just you and the journal. No one else sees it. You don't have to worry about being judged. And you get all the stuff off of you, right? And I do this sometimes in the form of a prayer. I get all the stuff off of me and I'm just dumping this on the God. And you know, the scripture says, cast all your cares on me. Cast all your cares on him for he cares for you. God, like God cares for you. He's not, he's not busy. He's not busy. Like, He's not busy. He cares for you. I know it can seem like your problems are small and minute, or you can be mad at him. I've been mad at God too. I've been mad at him, been yelling at him and like telling him like, yo, it seems like you don't know what you're doing. I did X, Y, and Z and like, I'm still out here losing and I don't get it. Like, this is what your, this is what your promises say in the Bible and being all pissed off and stuff. And God wants you to bring that to him too. Don't feel like you can't be mad at God. He's a big God, right? Like he's big. You're not hurting his feelings. You're not hurting his feelings. Go to him with your anger, with your rage, with your sadness, with your depression, all that stuff. And you can do that in your journal. Or you can have a journal where you share it with somebody safe. You can journal all your feelings and you can share it together. And then you two can share each other's safe feelings together too. But make sure it's a safe place, okay? Make sure. You can, um, you know, of course, go to counseling, sure. Like, I recommend that for everybody, even if they're not depressed. So I don't even want to talk about that because that's the main thing. But I want to give you some ideas so that you can work with 
your own, um, what you have access to, your own people, all this other stuff, your resources to better equip you for when you do go through a depressive episode, right? Create a movie list of things or show list that makes you feel good. For me, it's Charlie Brown Christmas. Um, and, and it's because of the memories attached to that too. Um, for me, it's also the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. It is, um, adventure time. The cartoon It's a lot of cartoons, gumball, Clarence. Um, what else? What other things do I like? I like a lot of other shows too. Um, ridiculousness on MTV, just like really lighthearted stuff that I don't have to think about too much. Those are movies and entertainment that I like to watch in the time of me being sad and depressed. Okay. So, um, so yeah, eat some comfort foods in moderation. Why the heck not? Chocolate is shown to to release endorphins. Like it's good for you. You know what I'm saying? If you want some chocolate, have some chocolate. You know what I'm saying? Do it in moderation though. (laughs) Like I don't want you to become an emotional eater, but at the same time, I feel like there are certain joys that we deprive ourselves because we feel like we're unworthy or we feel like it's not healthy or whatever. But I feel like everything in moderation is okay. It's okay create something. Sometimes it just feels good to create, right? It feels good to make something with your hands. Now, sometimes when I'm depressed, I don't feel like doing anything. I don't feel like making anything or going through the work of setting up stuff to make something. But what I will say is when I get started and when I'm actually doing something, then I feel good. I feel better. And especially if the pressure is not on to make it great, right? The pressure is not on to create the next uh, painting like Picasso or the next like opus or whatever like that's not the focus the focus is just to make something to get engaged with something else right so I paint I paint when I'm depressed I paint when I'm happy or I need to like chill out I'm not a good painter like I'm not I didn't go to art school I don't sell my art or nothing like that my mom and my husband are basically the only two people and maybe some of my friends are the only two people that really see my paintings but it just feels good to get the brush on on the canvas I don't know what it is but it's therapeutic for me and so what is it for you what can you make what can you do is it is it cooking is it you know making paper airplanes is it origami is it painting is it making music like what is it for you that does it that just makes that gets you like in your mind, that's therapy to you. Do some stuff like that. Um, keeping a thankful and grateful journal. I know that sounds silly, but it feels good. Like, so this is what I do. So I journal my prayers. I talked about that before. Like I vent. Then um, I go into things that I need to repent of or from, um, if I can think of anything that day. And again, I'm not perfect. So of course, there's always other stuff. But I also say, Lord, show me what I'm doing wrong that I don't know that I'm doing wrong. So I do that. Then, um, then I make a list of things that I'm grateful for. So I can vent, I can like, oh, this sucks, life sucks. And then at the end, I turn that to gratefulness and thankfulness. Um, I thank God for my friends, for the ability to see these beautiful views out here in Colorado, um, to be able to travel with my husband full time. Not everybody can do that for the strength to heal, for my resilience, for my, for my family, like, You know, once I get into the real things I'm grateful for, it doesn't negate the fact that I'm sad or depressed or whatever or angry or upset, but it also turns it on its head. So now I'm operating in a, in a, in a, the last thing I I talked about was what I'm thankful for. So now I'm thinking about and meditating on that. Philippians 4, 8, um, whatever is lovely, just of good rapport, like think on these things. I really think it's really important. And again, it's not this like, Oh yeah, be just be positive. Just be positive. Affirmations. No, like be sad. <laughs> be sad. 
be angry, be all those things, but also be grateful. Be grateful, be thankful. You know what I'm saying? Um, the Bible talks about that. Being grateful. Like, you can be honest. Like, again, look at Psalm. David is going in, going ham, talking about, kill these people, God. I hate them. They hate you. What the heck? Like, they're winning and I'm losing. But you know, but I still love you and I still believe you and I still believe I will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Right? Like, it's almost silly. It's it's like, what? Like, how can you have hope after reading all this stuff, David? How does that even make any sense? But I think he had it right. Like, yeah, I'm going to tell God all this stuff. He says, vent to me for I care for you. But I'm also going to be grateful. And I'm also going to recognize that you are still God of my life, that you are still in control, that you are still sovereign. You know what I mean? Which is a really, really hard and humbling thing to do, especially when you're upset. Because <laughs> like, God, what are you doing up there? You know, what is happening? Dress up and go somewhere. I know sometimes you're not going to feel like getting dressed. And I totally understand that. And I hear you. But once you, like, take a shower, once you once you put on some lotion, put on a good dress, or for my man, for my men, I don't know what y'all wear that feels good to you. Even if it's not a dress, maybe it's a sweatshirt. Maybe it's your favorite sweatshirt or something. And you put that on and you go outside, you feel amazing. You feel like a million bucks. Do your hair. Put on some makeup, you know, if that's your thing. I don't really wear makeup like that, but I do wear lipstick. That makes me feel nice. <laughs> um, and eyeliner. But whatever it is for you... Um, if it's if it's heels, if it's sneakers, put that on, like take a shower and actually show up, you know, even as hard as it is. And I know that it's hard. I know that it's hard, but sometimes it's so beneficial. Go away for a weekend. Like if you are going through hell, yo, if your week is just like hellish, like plan a weekend to go to a hotel, even if it's down the street, you don't have to go like five hours away. Or get an Airbnb, you know what I'm saying? Or have a staycation in your house where you disconnect everything, all the phones, like TV, everything. And you just sit with yourself, you play music, you open the, open the windows and let some sun in. And, you know, you're pampering yourself, you're giving yourself a spa day, you ordering it in from Grubhub or something. I don't know, pizza, watching movies. Sometimes it's just necessary. Like self-care while you're depressed is so necessary and you building your own emergency kit your own thing like whatever works for you like maybe these things i mentioned don't really work up for you work for you that's fine what does you know really get honest with yourself get quiet with yourself and figure out what is it that really makes me feel better when i'm feeling down you know um maybe it's sleeping and that's okay you know but Make sure you have a list of these things to go to when you feel like, oh, snap, I feel like I'm in a depressive episode again. You know, when you feel yourself falling down, like, what can you do to fight it? You know what I'm saying? Like, what can I do to fight these negative thoughts I'm having? What can I do to better the situation? Because I know that dealing with depression is not hard. I mean, it's not hard. It's not easy. Excuse me. It is hard. Dealing with depression is really, really hard. And you can feel like there's nothing that you can do. You know, you feel hopeless. But I'm here to tell you that there are things that you can do to not necessarily cure your depression, but to make it better and tools that you can use to better yourself. Um, so, yes, yeah, so that's it for today's episode. Um, I just I just hope that you're able to apply this and really, um, you know, put together something that really works for you. You know, music is a really big thing for me. I love music. I love it. And I and it changed my moods and stuff like that. If you don't like music, don't do music. Listen to a podcast, like I said, or like an affirming something, you know? Um, like some of the tips I gave earlier. So, yeah, so I hope this idea for um, an emergency depression kit was helpful. I want to give uh, some recommendations 
there's this guy called You Good Bro. And this is for my men um, who might listen to this podcast. You Good Bro. And it's like a picture of like um, Snoopy. Snoopy with like, you know, I'm sorry, not Snoopy. Uh, Charlie Brown. It's a yellow emblem with Charlie Brown on it. On it and, it's, and it's a man. He lives in Philly. And he talks about mental health with other men. And he talks about mental health, um, which is, you know, for some people, it's like there's stigma attached to that. Like, oh, you shouldn't. You're, you're weak if you need um, counseling or whatever. Again, sorry y'all if y'all hear all this noise. Our campground is right next to the highway. And there are helicopters flying over. I don't know what the heck is going on. <laughs> but excuse the noise, please. But yeah, um, I recommend that podcast for my men. You good, bro. And then there is another podcast that a lot of women um, listen to. Um, Therapy, Therapy for Black Girls. Um, it's one that I've listened to a couple of episodes. Um, but there are a lot of other podcasts as well um that deal with self-care and deal with um mental health and things like that and uh even though it doesn't take the place of an actual counselor which i recommend again for everybody it does help you better deal with some of the stigma some of the issues some of the tools and things like that that i talked about around certain mental health issues um and they also have communities going and things like that so check that out um both of those people are black so check that out um, I really think it's helpful. My husband listens to the You Good Bro one um, while we're in the car together. And it's really it's really cool. It's really cool. Um, I'm not a guy, but I, I assume it's really relatable for men, you know. And it's really refreshing for me to hear men talking about mental health, you know. Because, you know, I feel like women are in this place where it's like, no, like, self-care and, like, you know, community. But, like, for men, um, there's a lot of pressure put on them. And, again, I can't speak as a man, so, like, I'm just going to cut my words short. <laughs> but it's really refreshing to hear black men talk about it so openly and freely and without like with like no 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 holding back you know so thanks for listening to this week's episode this month we're dealing with depression depression awareness month um feel free to leave a comment feel free to message me the full project at gmail.com with any questions concerns reviews keep it kind um yeah and feel free to review us on Yo, these crows are going ham. But feel free to review us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Um, I don't know if you can do it on Spotify, whatever. Whatever. Wherever you want to leave a review or hit me up, just feel free to do so. Follow us on Instagram at The Full World Project. And until ne- next episode, y'all, talk to y'all soon. Bye.